Welcome, everybody, to your all-time favorite podcast in the world, Persuasion School. So grateful to have you here with us today. And it's Wednesday, which means we've got whiskey Wednesday, Andrew. We're trying a new whiskey. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my name is Jake Savage. If this is your first time here, quick little background around me. First of all, you can read the bio on whatever platform that you're listening to. But the snapshot is that I'm a former door-to-door salesman. Knocked on about 100,000 doors before uh, I helped launch a sales company with a handful of other amazing people. My job there was to build and train a team of salespeople nationwide. And then I was our president for the last three years. And we hit some fun milestones like the Inc. 500 list of the fastest growing companies in the nation. And then in 2021, I made a jump. I wanted to start my own consulting company. So now I take all that great sales experience from the past 15 years and I leverage it to help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations. So that's what I'm doing now. And then, of course, this podcast, we teach the masses how to be more persuasive, how to be more effective communicators so that you can get more of the things that you want in life, negotiating, raises, deals, dates, donations, influence people to take action, etc. But on Wednesday, that, that's more so on our Thursday episode. So if that's what you're looking for, any episode that does not start with Whiskey Wednesday is probably what uh, might be what you're, what you're into if you want to become a better communicator. So on Wednesday, we had audience members uh, asking to learn a little bit more about me, my life, just what I'm up to, etc. stories from the past. My wife, Alexa, has joined me on many Whiskey Wednesdays, actually all of them up until recently with her schedule change at work. But her and I will explore stories from the past together, but subbing in for her is the great Andrew Savage. Hola, Andrew here. Welcome, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I have a little uh, espresso with some coconut oil, a little bit of hazelnut creamer in it. Okay. And my plan is to, once we open that whiskey, put a drop of that in here and see what happens. Oh. So So I'm doing good. We we try whiskeys on this episode, and because I'm not a connoisseur, but I do love whiskey, so that's part of the whole Whiskey Wednesday informal thing. Try some whiskey, chat about life, learn a little bit more about me, and so we'll either try something new or we'll sip on something that uh, that we really like. And today, you know what, man? We both just read this book, so in the spirit of Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights, I thought we could try Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Bourbon. Boom. Green light. <laughs> Green light. He is apparently, I didn't know this until the end of the book when he mentions it, but he's like the creative director or director of branding for them, I believe. Whoa, that's yeah. crazy. So we shall see what this Dang. wild turkey is all about. And then we'll get into kind of whatever. Um, cool. And today, we well, I'm about to go on this run. And then tomorrow, I've got a very long bike ride. And tomorrow the bike ride is five hours, you know, all for this Ironman training. And I'm going to do it without headphones. We started to get into this discussion earlier. Mm-hmm. Andrew just stopped using headphones during his runs, and you've been digging it. I have been digging it. Uh, a couple of reasons. One, when I used to run with headphones, that was one more thing I had to keep track of. You know, is it a good song? Is it a bad song? Is it a slow song? Is it a good running song? 
uh, that song was good. Let me go back again and listen to it. Oh, wait, my phone's telling me the volume's too loud. Let me turn that down. All right, let me find a new song. And then you got to stop running, search on YouTube, search forever, try and remember a song. It's too much. And uh, it's not, it keeps you from reaching that running meditative state. Flow state. Flow state. Yes. I agree. Yeah, not always. I'm sure you could listen to something relaxing. Um, But this past couple weeks or month, really, I've I've ran without headphones. It's just easier than trying to find some relaxing music. You just listen to no music at all. Yeah. Shaboom. Do you feel like you have been in the flow state more because at the same time as cutting out music during your exercises, you also were doing the 30-day no alcohol challenge? Do you feel like it's helped? It has helped. Yep. And he's done with the 30-day no-alcohol challenge. Each mm-hmm. week, actually, for the past few weeks, we would cheers with whiskey <laughs> to yeah. his alcohol-free 30 days. And he's completed it. So why don't we go ahead and cheers to that? Cheers again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to kick Let's us off? Let's do it. A little wild turkey. Baby. All right, we got a little wild turkey here. 101 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yeah. Here we go, guys. Yeah. Sip one. Yep. Let me know what you think. So that was not the sip. Oh. That was just coating the inside of my mouth. Okay, okay. You taking more sips now that you're not doing the alcohol-free thing? Um, Are you, you, you taking, do weird. you usually chug a couple of, put a couple of these back? No. I, <laughs> on Wednesdays, I have a small sip. Yeah. And then Alexa works nights, so that's why she's gone. Yep. And then I'll just have the remainder later that night. It's yeah. Like my Wednesday treat. I might myself. have a couple sips. In fact, oh, okay. uh, so after- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After my uh, 30 days, I want I decided to keep a little piece of that gone. So what that means is I don't drink. I only drink during the weekends now and hump day. That's Wednesday. Oh. That's today. Oh. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, out. How Friday's weekend at, at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the, so it's four, the day to drink. So four out of seven. Still the majority of the week. Still the drinking. majority. Yeah. But- <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, give it some time off. Yeah. Yeah. Give it's it good. Time. Recalibrate it's good. for a couple of days. Exactly. Recalibration. All right. So, so sip breathing. number two. Let's see what you think after you've coated, <laughs> coated your mouth. Coated my mouth. My mouth has been coated. And? So that wasn't it. That was the second coating. Oh. <laughs> All right. I coated above the tongue. All right. Now I just took care of under the tongue. I see. Here we go. This is good. Now I'll now I'll have to go to the store to get more whiskey for my Wednesday night mm. little uh, ritual that I do. Wow, that was a good coating. That was a good. Co- <laughs> <laughs> that was a good coating. All right, real sip. Yeah. happening right now. All right, all right, all right. <sighs> Thoughts? Hmm. It's powerful. Hmm. Yeah, some whiskeys. Have some as they go down. They either have some activity going on in your mouth. Some have little activity going on in your throat, mm-hmm. and some have both. I feel like this one. I'm really feeling some throat stuff going on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I think uh, it makes sense for you know a first timer, <laughs> somebody that's inexperienced. Fourth timer now. <clears throat> I like it. I think. We've talked about in the past whiskeys that we try that seem a little watered down. 
some taste like branches, like that one, Ragged Branch. Yep. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> this is a good blend. It's yeah. like spicy enough to sort of, it checks all the boxes, you know. But checks all the boxes. Here's yeah. the thing. I don't think people listening really care that much about whiskey. So I just, I like the whiskey. Yeah. So we try it. Boom. Taste it. And then. And then you'll finish that tonight. Oh, well, now I got to go get another one. See, it's almost empty. <laughs> uh, so for viewers that are listen that are listening, it's basically full. There's like one sip gone. I will. Yeah, it's part of my Wednesday night ritual. Lately, I've been having a glass with a whiskey, yeah. and then working on my book about the guy who biked across the U.S. in 12 days. Oh, yeah, which I talked about. Right. So almost done. That's insane. All right, all right. So let's let's get into this no headphones thing because you started to bring up something kind of interesting earlier. So I just started this uh, maybe like a month ago now, and it's really because of swimming. So I got into swimming almost two years ago when I started to dive, dip my toes into the whole triathlon space. I was never, ever, ever, ever a swimmer at all. Actually, disliked swimming, and the only time I had ever like swam was maybe like a lap or two for kicks at a pool, but I really just went to the pool to do whatever, mm-hmm. jump on the diving board, hang out. So like no swimming experience. So I start to get into it and just love it. And it's been one of my favorite activities every single week. I'm usually swimming twice a week on Mondays and Fridays, and I've been loving it more and more and more. And over the past couple months, so it's almost two years now, and it's only recently occurred to me in the past couple months that I think the reason why I love it so much is because it is because it's the one activity other than sleeping and maybe a couple other things. It's pretty much the only activity during the week that I'm not able to include my phone in. Yeah. Or music or computer or distractions. Right. None of that stuff can go into the water. And when I'm swimming, I'm usually doing these long workouts, getting ready for this Ironman. So I'm in the pool for an hour or longer. Yeah. Just laps, 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 laps. And I'll get out and I might be a little exhausted, but I also feel incredibly refreshed. Yeah. Uh, That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So that's where it started. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll try this on a run. I ditched the headphones on a run. Yep. Absolutely loved it. I do these two to three hour long runs every Sunday. And the first one was, it felt like freedom almost. Like it was crazy how much, and then I started doing on the bike runs. I did a three hour bike ride last Thursday morning and I like sang to myself. I talked out loud. I, I did everything. I was just like, it was like this three hour long conversation with myself kind of being lost in my thoughts, but felt so rejuvenated at the end. And then Tomorrow, I've been thinking because I have a five-hour ride on my program to do, so I I might be able to get to 100 miles in that five hours. And I've been thinking to myself, am I going to not bring music (laughs) for five (laughs) hours? No books? I mean, all 2020, I I cranked out audiobooks while doing this training. Um, But there's something to be said for just sitting in your own thoughts. Totally. And I have heard before that uh, from some reputable sources – that boredom is extremely healthy for the brain. And it's something that a lot of people might avoid these days. But your brain, once you get bored, it starts to uh, dive into a bunch of processes that might normally never happen. Like one of them is future planning. Okay, That's a big one. Uh, there's some other ones too. 
but there is apparently a handful of stuff that your brain can finally get to and finally pays more attention to once you're bored. I will. So I've heard, I haven't heard that, but I've heard that like, that's one of the most important aspects of sleep is problem solving. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like looking at uh, some string or a bunch of cords that are tied up in a knot. And that causes anxiety or stress for us. Like look at like in, in the, the strings or cords are like a metaphor for everything that we have going on in our life, right? Like it may mm-hmm. feel like it's tight in a knot and we're worried about it. But when we go to bed, our brains start to work on that knot almost subconsciously, like yeah. slowly untying it. And then in the morning, what happens a lot of times we wake up and we say, man, I don't, I don't know why I've been freaking out so much. Like I, I feel good. It's yeah. because our brain subconsciously was working on that. Throughout the night, I'm wondering if the same thing happens when we're bored, like what uh, you were just saying. Yeah, I think it, it could be pretty similar. Um, one, there's one scientist. It wasn't Einstein. It might have been Newton or something. Some guy working on something related to gravity. I'm looking something up because I think I know where you're going. I want to double check this. But okay, so he thought that sleep was extremely important to his problem solving in terms of solving the big questions of the universe and gravity and how does it work. So he would sit in a chair with his hands out, uh, holding metal, heavy metal uh, balls in each one. And his hands were placed over these big metal tins. So he would kind of sit there with his hands holding these balls over the tins, and he would think about the problem and slowly drift off, and then he would get sleepy enough to the point or fall asleep to the point where his hands would loosen. He'd let go of the metal balls. They'd hit the tins, loud noise, wakes him up, and he would just repeat the process. So he was literally weaving sleep into his thinking by setting up a system where he would go to sleep while he's thinking and then wake up and then go back to sleep and then wake up and apparently thought it was very helpful. He would wake (laughs) up with the answers, essentially. Okay, okay. I was going to ask, like, if you remembered any recorded benefits from this activity or just the fact that he was falling asleep with balls in his hands. <laughs> um, metal balls. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was all just a cover. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was thinking was this quote that I actually saw maybe last week or two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. after I had started exploring this whole music-free workout thing. By the way, I still love music, listen to music all the time. I'm just... Andrew and I are talking about only cutting it out during exercises to try to allow yourself to sit with your thoughts, basically. Yep. And this quote, so I saw this like, again, week ago or so after I started thinking about all this, and it was from a guy I bring up a lot on the show, Blaise Pascal. He was a French mathematician and, and philosopher. The quote I always bring up on the show, if you've been listening for a while, you've heard me say that... Uh, People are most often persuaded by reasons they discover themselves rather than reasons given to them from others. So I I typically repeat that a lot when it comes to influencing other people to take action. So when I saw this quote from Pascal, I was super amped just because it's in line with this whole thing. But he says, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Mm. What do you think? And by the way, I mean, this, this guy lived... I feel like he lived in the 1800s. Let me double check just to confirm. But one more time, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. That's kind of crazy. iPhone people. I was going to say that's crazy that he said that because we, I feel like I tend to think of being distracted and avoiding boredom and uh, keeping yourself busy as like a modern problem. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And then you find out, no, we've we're we're going through the same loops as people in the past have done over and over again. People from the 1600s. That's when he was alive. I thought 1800s. Wow. So, so he would literally definitely no iPhone. He would throw up if he were alive today and saw. <laughs> yeah. Everything that we're going, we've got going on in terms of how yep. distracted we are. Um, but I really like that quote. I'm not sure I agree that all of our problems stem from that, but surely a handful of them do. Uh, this inability. And so you were saying earlier when we kind of started to touch on this was you, you were just wondering, not stating this as a fact, but just wondering, like I wonder if all of this music that we listen to is really just like we're seeking a distraction from ourselves. Yeah. So I don't know if it's anything too cray cray, but I was just kind of thinking like, I wonder if millions of people across the whole world are just uh, slightly avoiding their own thoughts and feelings by listening to music, you know, because music is like a little package of uh, narrative and thoughts and emotion being poured into your head. So what is in your head before the music gets poured into it? <laughs> I love it. And I mean, I think that it is, I think that you're, you're definitely onto something because like, that's why everyone is so big these days on mindfulness and meditation is because mm-hmm. we're all freaking insanely distracted. Like nobody has a chance to do that. And music might be a disguised distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, we both love music, obviously nothing against music, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just, it's one of those things that just, it's so easy to turn on yep. and yeah, kind of, although I guess sometimes it could, I mean, it could, uh, help influence or inspire new thoughts, you know, and help you consider things from other perspectives. So maybe yeah. we're just, I don't know. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation, yep. especially moderation. moderation. <laughs> um, so anyways, no, try no music, people. Just encourage you to give it a shot. Not saying it's like the way to go, but I just want to hear your opinion and what your take on it is. So if you try this, if you go out for a run or you go out for whatever, you exercise, whatever you do, try not doing it with music, just sitting in your thoughts. I want to know how it went and if you feel refreshed like I did. And Andrew as well. We both happened to experience this sort of same thing at the same time. No more music, only during during workouts. Uh, I don't know. There's there's something to be said for mm-hmm. it. Man, I also feel like I discover some really great things on those long rides, runs, and swims with no music. Like I will come out of the water with a new idea, you know, which is cool. And yeah, I don't know if I would have cool. it if I were listening to water. Li- listening to water. I am listening to water. Listening to music you or a book. <laughs> yeah. Just I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's good. So we'll, we'll go ahead. And we'll wrap up right there. Mm. I'll I'll fill people in on how tomorrow's five-hour no music thing goes. And perhaps the next episode, we didn't have time for today, but next episode, <laughs> I will explain my tapered sandwich invention yes. to all of you. Yes. I know you've been dying to hear. We see the comments. We see them <laughs> flooding in. Where's the sandwich? Where's the sandwich? Tapered, but how? What happened? <laughs> We will we will explain mm-hmm. next episode. Stay tuned. Yep, yep, yep. Stay tuned. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you're looking for Monday Q&A or you've got a question you want answered on the show, it could be a question about whatever, something non-communication or persuasion related, but whatever it is, you can now submit those questions and listen to the responses through Patreon 
It's patreon.com slash persuasion school. So that's like a members only Monday Q&A. It's $4 a month. And it's a separate sort of podcast that's just for Patreon members. So like diehard persuasion school uh, individuals. So again, patreon.com slash persuasion school. That's where you can listen to all those episodes. You can also just copy and paste the URL into whatever podcast platform that you listen to. So like if you're on Apple Podcasts, for example, you can upload the Patreon podcast so that it populates every Monday when there's a new episode. You don't need, you don't even have to go to patreon.com. You just go the first time to sign up, sign up, and then it's available for you every time after that. So mm-hmm. that's that. Food for thought. Stay tuned for tomorrow. Man, I'm releasing this episode. It was one of my all-time favorite interviews ever with this woman, Dr. Mary Rose Blank. We dive into some memorization techniques because we did have a... So, okay, here's the thing. We had an audience member ask a question for Monday Q&A. And I will always post these on, on the Monday uh, section of, of Patreon, but I'm going to share this one with everybody tomorrow for free on the regular Thursday episode because it, uh, I mean, first off, it's a guest and this information just blew my mind. Typically, I answer Monday Q&A questions based off of my own experience. So that's, that's going to continue to stay on Patreon. But I want to share this one with everybody, at least part of it. I may may cut it up. So you may have to find the rest of it on Patreon. But we talk about memorization techniques. When you're when you're going into like a high stakes meeting with the with a stakeholder, maybe it's in a sales uh, situation or it could be fundraising or maybe it's meeting with your boss. You're asking for a raise or promotion or it's somebody that you like and you want to ask out on a date. How do you remember all these different things? You might have talking points that you want to go over. You might have different uh, aspects of them, their life, their personality that you want to make sure to touch on. You might also be thinking about these different negotiation methods that you've learned about from books or this podcast. You've got a lot of information crammed into your brain that your brain's trying to juggle during this 30-minute or 60-minute meeting. How do you remember everything that you need? So, Dr. Mary Rose Blank is a cognitive performance psychologist. She works with the military, with athletes, with executives. She will be running us through tomorrow one memorization technique that will change your life. It literally blew my mind, and it was one of the most fun interviews I've ever done. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. Other than that, have a freaking fantastic Wednesday. Oh, Alexa and I are always trying to do whatever we can to fight the good fight against human trafficking and sex trafficking. I didn't want to close out before bringing this up. If you're somebody that's been wanting to get involved, you've seen me talk about this on Instagram or you've been listening to the show and you're not sure how, go to persuasionschoolpodcast.com. You can drop me a line and we can chat about how you can get involved. Also, you can donate there as a, and it's a pass-through. So 100% of whatever is donated through our website gets passed through to our partners here in the U.S. and abroad that are focused on preventative methods for trafficking, uh, rescue methods, and then restoration methods for survivors too. So that's how you can get involved. Would encourage you and challenge you to fight the good fight. Plus, if you like the show, review the show. Reviews go a long way, even a one-liner, simple one-liner. The algorithm doesn't care. You know, I'd be happier if it's like a paragraph about how great the show is and how much you love it and it's changed your life. But the algorithm does not care. If you write a one line or one word review, it's going to help make the show more visible to other people. So if you're somebody that's got value out of it, you got something good, help other people get that same something good mm-hmm. in their own life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you, man. Hashtag. Thank you. Tapered sandwich. In Boom. your comments, we Tapered. will find it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, Andrew's got to bring this tapered. You should bring one 
to the actual recording so we can try your tapered sandwich. You know, I've never made it before. It's always been theoretical. Well, that's one of the most important aspects of persuasion is showing, not telling. Showing, not telling. I want to see the sandwich. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Boom. Guys, have a fantastic Wednesday. Catch you tomorrow. Adios.